My name is Clayton, and I'm just so glad to welcome you tonight to our Christmas Eve service here at Calvary. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to give you a, a few instructions about what's going to be happening tonight. If you've never been to one of these before, this is a candle lighting service. And one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to each have the opportunity to have our candles lit. 
Now, the specific instruction is this. If your candle does not have a flame yet, then you move it to the flame. However, if your candle does have a flame, then it stays straight up and down. That is to protect you from anything which might drip off of your candle. So again, if your candle is lit, it stays still. If your candle is not, it goes toward. So as you are lighting one another's candles, if yours is lit, you want to hold it still. I think you're going to love this service if you've not been here before. If you have, I think you're going to enjoy it just as well. I'd like to say a prayer as we begin. Please pray with me. Oh, Father God, we come before you so thankful for blessings. You are amazing, Lord, and we worship you this evening. We praise you because you are not a God who stays away. You're not a God who turns away. You are a God who comes. You are a God who saves. We praise you, Father, because of your Son, whom we remember and celebrate and worship tonight. We thank you for the miracle of Christmas. And we pray that this evening that you would seat firmly in our hearts the remembrance that while Christmas has such wonderful traditions with family and meals and games, that the meaning of Christmas is Jesus. We pray that you help us to remember that. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. On the eve of Christmas celebration, Jesus' birthday, we light all the candles of the Advent wreath. First, we light the candle of hope, because Jesus is our hope. Second, we light the candle of peace, because Jesus is our peace. Third, we light the candle of love, because Jesus is love. Fourth, we light the candle of joy, because Jesus brings joy. And finally, we light the center candle, this is the Christ candle. Jesus is born. Jesus has come. Jesus is our salvation. Here is a reading from Galatians. But when the time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law. Galatians 4, verse 4. Let us pray. God, great God of love and light, we thank you now for the light that special star over 2,000 years ago that guided humble shepherds and learned wise men to the holy babe. Lead us now by the light of your love that we also may follow you to new life in him. In celebration of the birthday of our King and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. A reading from the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child.
while Joseph and Mary were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
in that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I am bringing you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors.
when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them.
Wow. I'd uh, like to say thank you to everyone involved in the music tonight. It has been absolutely lovely. I would like to uh, also say, it's in the bulletin, but I want to say that we'll have cookies downstairs after the service tonight. We'd love to have you come and join us and, and just spend a little time. I know some of you have probably already had many, many Christmas cookies, and uh, you can never get too many, so please come and join us. I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but I think that sometimes the meaning of Christmas is hard to hold in mind. I mean, we know the story, and it's a great story, and we're going to hear it in a little bit, but, but the story isn't just supposed to be a story. It's more than that. And I don't just mean 
It's more than a story because it really happened. I, I absolutely believe that the Christmas story happened as the Bible tells it. But just saying it really happened isn't enough. I think another very important question is, what does it mean? The four books of the Bible that tell the story of Jesus' life are called Gospels. And that word, Gospel, means good news. And that's the piece, I think, that can be hard to hold in mind sometimes. This story isn't just a story. It's good news. And even though we've heard it time and time again, even though we may know the story by heart, it's still news. And good news always changes things. Have you noticed, as you look around the world around us, that things seem to be getting worse? I think some of it has to do with how easy the news is to receive and, and how easy it is for us to have access to people all around the world by social media. And, and we have this environment that's kind of created by these, of disagreement and scandal and rage, and it just bombards us constantly. We live in a world that seems sometimes to be coming apart at the seams. There's international conflicts and looming environmental threats. And Americans distrust each other and think badly of each other, perhaps more than ever before, based on political differences. There are 60 million refugees worldwide. That's men, women, and children who've had to leave their homes because of natural disaster or violence or religious persecution. But that's all far away. It's, it's also very near. In all of our lives, we've experienced personal struggles, personal tragedies. Whether it's been the loss of a loved one, or an unhealthy relationship, a serious illness, or, or anything else. In a world so filled with hardship, I think it's okay for us to ask the question, what does Christmas have to do with good news? Now, all of us know deep inside that there is something wrong with human beings. All of us have witnessed and been shocked by cruelty, by dishonesty, perhaps by violence. And in those moments, most of us stop and wonder what is wrong inside of a person to make them behave this way. And even more, in our quiet and honest moments, many of us realize that there's also something wrong within us. That if the people around us could hear our most private thoughts or know our deepest struggles, they would never look at us the same way because they'd know there's something wrong. We know that when we try to live moral lives, we find ourselves unable to do it. Deep down, all of us know that something is broken. And the Bible tells us why this is. It tells us the story of a God who created the world and who created humanity, who called us to watch over his creation. And we messed up. We rebelled. Sin entered the world and all of us prove over and over again that we have that same sickness, that spiritual death in us when we fail to live up to the standard that God has called us to. So think of how terrible, how hopeless a situation we find ourselves in. There's a God of infinite love and righteousness whom we've rejected and cannot make our way back to. We're doomed to live apart from him, infected with sin and separated from the God who loves and made us. But this is exactly where the good news of Christmas comes. Despite our imperfections, despite our rebellions, despite our sins, God does not leave us alone. Though we turn away from him, he never turns from us. Though we reject him, he loves us still. John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, though the darkness has not understood it. We do not worship a God who goes away. We do not worship a God who leaves us alone. We do not worship a God who makes us save ourselves. We do not worship a God who will let the darkness be. We worship a God who will always bring light. In those moments of tragedy, of terrible hopelessness, we have to remember the story of Christmas. Christmas is the story of God joining, becoming part of his creation to make things right again. John 1, 9 through 14, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace in truth. Christmas is just the beginning of the gospel. It's one part of the good news. But there is absolutely no way to overstate how important it is. God knows about the brokenness inside of us. He knows about the tragedies, about the hardships and the loneliness, and he is making it right. What's the good news that Christmas brings? It isn't a promise that things will be easy. It isn't a promise that there will be no more tragedies. It's a promise that God has come, that he is making things right, one person at a time. It's a promise that no matter how much darkness there is in the world, it will never have the last word, because God has given us a light through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which will never go out. And he has promised that one day, for everyone who belongs to him, we will live together in a place where there is no darkness at all. Pray with me. God, you are amazing. You are wonderful and lovely. You are creator and sustainer and redeemer. You are the giver of all blessings. And no blessing will ever be equal to the blessing of your son, the baby born in the manger. Thank you for Jesus Christ. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we say Merry Christmas.